0: All right, today, I've, um, like I said, I kind of, I hit these things kind of basic. And uh, I titled this, you got the title up there? Options. We got options? Options. We're in John 14. Um, it seems like nowadays we have a lot of options. The scripture that we're going to build up to and end with is going to be John fourteen six. And it says, no one comes to the Father. I am the way, the truth, and life. No one comes to the Father except through me, okay, which is no option. And yet we, as us, and as people have, we like options a lot. You know what I mean? And um, so you're kind of getting the, I've told you the, don't you love it when people tell you the ending of the story, you know, or the movie? I just told you. You know what's what's going to be the ending here? You know, so people are like I don't want to hear. You know, but um, but it's the um, it says in there that he's the only way. There's not other ways. There are other ways, but Jesus is the only way, and we're going to get to that. That'll be um, in the things. But you know, when we take these alternate routes, like when you travel, you ever you ever travel and uh, and you're like, well, I could take the highway. Ooh, or I could take the small little country road you know what I mean and uh, try that one it looks like it's quicker you know so you get off that road and by the time you hit all the crosswalks and the bus stops and the uh, and the red lights and the stop signs and all that you're like this took me like three times longer to get where I was going to go you know what I mean and, uh, and I've taken these routes before and, um, and you're like why did I even do this and it's like a waste of time and yet Nowadays, there's so many options out there that we can pick from, and I wrote down a few of them here. You have investment options. You know, you got a lot, got a lot of different things you can do 401ks, IRAs. You can do stock options. You can drive anything. You got all kinds of stuff, and there's people out there to tell you what to do and what not to do, and you got everything. Churches, you got a lot of church options. You know what I mean? Well, that's a biggie. Got a lot of churches out there, a whole lot of churches. And a lot of options that they throw in churches these days. You go out and buy a vehicle. When's the last time you ever bought a vehicle? And all kind of options. Like, that's what you're paying for. The options. You know what I mean? This is the base price, and then you get all these options. We live in this option uh, type thing. Our homes, you buy a home. We have options to do our home. Do I stay here? Do I sell? Do we work it up? I mean, do we fix it up? And, uh, you know, what do we do here? Um, Go on a vacation. What are we going to do? We're going to do a virtual vacation. We're going to go. We're going to drive. We're going to fly. What are we going to do? You know, where are we going to stay? You know, we're going to eat. You know, we're going to, you know, brown bag. What are we going to do? Food. You go out and buy food. You go to Walmart. You go to wherever. Safeway, you know, and uh, you, you like, you walk. There's so many options. Boxes. Do I do it instant? Do I do the real deal? Actually mash up these potatoes? You know what I mean? Put the butter in there. Or do we just boil it down and just throw in the stuff and you got instant mashed potatoes? Or am I going to get the real thing? What do I want? You know what I mean? Internet. You see these TVs. You watch TV and you're like, I don't know what to do. Should I call these people? You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I mean, I got 5G, 4G, you know, what's up? You know what I mean? And uh, so there's a lot of options out there. And um, and the the Judaizers back then in those days leading up to this, gave options. There was a lot of options. They did Jesus, you know. Yeah, yeah, he's like hamburger helper. You just throw him in a little bit, you know what I mean, throw all the other stuff in there, a lot of stuff. You know, cool guy and all that. Options. Nothing, it seems, has changed. Nothing's changed. There's a lot of things just flying through us, especially nowadays. We don't know quite what to do. But the beautiful thing is, is getting back to the main piece of Scripture, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He's the only true option out there. And, um, you know, and at at this point, um, Jesus, you know, he didn't have a blog. He didn't have the Internet, you know. He didn't do Facebook. He didn't have none of this stuff. Now Jesus did do FaceTime though. He definitely did FaceTime. And that's kinda like what I want to do today when we kind of when we go through this. Because Jesus kind of FaceTime these guys. Can you imagine that? I always love doing that, you know, walking, taking modernizing like God's word is alive and well, okay? And it's very fresh. So picture Jesus f- spending time with these guys, FaceTime these guys. He showed them. You know what I mean? And when Jesus shows up, it's just like you ever seen that the, um, um, the, uh, movie, The, uh, the Chosen. I, I, some of the pieces in there that you see, like the woman, she goes, she runs away from Jesus. I've just seen the Messiah, you know, and she run, runs, she drops her water and everything and, 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 and is running in excitement and all that. This is what happens when Jesus kind of FaceTimes us. You know, and uh, and he spends his time with his people, and um, and in chapter fourteen is very special. We're going to get to that here, but in chapter thirteen, this is when they do. They have the Last Supper. Okay. Now, from that point up to his death, we're only talking hours. We're not talking days or weeks or nothing. We're talking hours. So all of this is being condensed in. And, um, and what does he do? He cleans them up and it says in there, what does he do in 13? He does the, the, um, um, true love. He, he shows true love. And what does he do? He takes his outer garment off and he kind of, you know, he put it around you. It's kind of like a, a thing. You do that. And then he washes their feet. You're like, man, this is like so different. He shows the ultimate love. You know, and I've never personally done a foot washing. My wife and I once will do like a little foot massage type thing, you know, and all that. But I've never been in a foot washing ceremony, you know. And for me, I'm like, well, yeah, okay, you know. And I look at my feet, and I'm like, I don't know if I'd even want anybody even washing my feet. But that's what Jesus did. It's true, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but this is what Jesus did. He showed his ultimate love and, um, and the the full extent of his love. When you read in there, you're like, wow, he washed their feet. This is how much he loved them. This is our Lord Jesus washing these men's feet. And he does this to Peter and he's giving them a heads up. That's what God does. He starts cleaning up our life. You know, it's like, like, remember how, when you were a kid and your mom would call you in for a dinner or whatever, you know, I mean, I was, you know, we were all pig pens in our own way, you know. And in fact, we were talking earlier about how I used to, you know, you know, some of the young guys at the other church are like, man, you, you actually drank out of a hose, you know, like, yeah. And not only that, I drank out of a f- water, like the sprinkler heads off the, off the field too. You know what I mean? They're like, they give you this look like, oh my gosh, you know? you know, it's like, yeah, yes. We actually survived these things. God has a beautiful way of cleaning us up. I remember when I was a kid, my mom used to take me into Kmart right there on uh, on uh, Cole and uh, Broadway, and uh, we'd go in, and, and I always remember hearing, clean up on all five, or cleanup on all five or seven, you know what I mean? I'm like, this is crazy, you know? Even as a kid, you get those little ham sandwiches that had like these little delis in there for your old timers in there, and sitting there eating this, and even as a kid, I'm like, why is five and seven... Always the cleanup aisles, you know what I mean? And that's because those are the ones that were closest to all the food and all the stuff, and people are spilling things, you know that. But I always remember that cleanup in aisle five and seven, and how God does that in my life. It seems like he's always doing cleanup in a certain aisle, and cleaning things up in my life that I just, um, you know, I don't think about, but God provides, I make a mess, and then he cleans me up. And he ain't stopped doing it, you know. And uh, so, I um, and 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 this is what, this is what he's doing in these disciples' lives, and not only while he's cleaning you up, in thirteen you can go back and read this and all, but he's also giving us a heads up on who to watch out for too, because Judas was right in the thick of it with these guys, and he's like, you know what, I'm gonna, and the one that I dip my hand with the bread in and takes it will betray me. And these guys are like, they're like oblivious to this. Now, they've been hanging out together for three years, and they're like, which one is it, you know? And, uh, and it's not like, you know, I don't think Judas had like these little horns on him, you know, and, uh, and was, you know, had this evil look. He, 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 he dined with them, but he never ate with them. He hung out. But he never really was part of the bunch. And that's what it says in Hebrews 6. You know, it talks about that. And, and then what happened? And then, and then Jesus looked right at him and says, Now go and do what you're going to do and do it quickly. And what did he do? He went into the dark. We live in this darkness out there. And God has a way of multitasking in us, cleaning us up, giving us a heads up of what to watch out for in our lives. And, uh, and then he's like, and go. And, of course, Peter, you know Peter, he's like, well, you know what? I don't want just a, you know, I want. A, I don't want just my feet washed, man. I want the whole car wash. And um, and he's like, you know what? This is good enough because we're just going to get dusted up through the day. And we just need to get that cleaned up. But um, the, um, um, so I, I love the way that he preps these men up. And I love the way that he preps up our lives. And I say this constantly because we are living in a time now where we need to be cleaned up and we need to give a heads up on what's going on out there because we have a society that's throwing a lot of options out there. Are you kidding? There's options on you know, marriages. Oh, you don't need this, you need to, You know They don't even believe in marriage. If you're going to do that, you're going to do that. Men, you know, well, men are this, men are that. Women, you know, they're, they're redefining everything that Christ, our Lord God, has defined. This reverse theology, this is amazing, what we see happening. And, and this is why I love scripture like this. Is so powerful, it's basic math. These two pieces of scripture... When you take, like, you ask people, so what's your favorite piece of scripture? And they'll go, well, John 3.16. I love John 3.16. And usually it's like, uh, and we all have different ones, but John 14.6, I am the way, the truth, and life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And then John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believed in him wouldn't perish but have eternal life. Okay? (laughs) And... And you're like, wow, that, 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 that's not much of options in there. You know what I mean? You know, it's like that that perishing bit. You know what I mean? They wouldn't perish. Perish is like a long, drawn-out process. You know, you, know, you ever walk out in the desert? You're like, man, boy, I hope I brought enough water. It's like a long, drawn-out thing. Death type thing is kind of like when you get... Death is when you get hit by a garbage truck, you're dead. You know, people look and they go, yep, that dude's dead. That's all there is to him. He's he's a goner, man. There's no two ways about that one. But this long drawn up perishing thing, that and I am the way, the truth and life. There's a lot of stock in that. For you to say that, for Jesus to say that, let's see some proof here. Because that's a bold, bold statement. There's millions and millions and millions of people have come to Christ on these two statements alone, on these alone. So, Ryland, this is the big moment. Got it, verse 1. Get my glasses here. Okay. So imagine this being FaceTime with God, with Jesus, with these guys. He says, let not your heart be troubled. Trust in God, but trust also in me. Now that is a good investment as far as I'm concerned. A really good investment, and there's no options. I like that because our salvation is pretty secure. It's a straight shot. It's kind of like a, Kind of like when you take your money and stick it into a you know a life insurance policy, which they say is probably the best investments these days because it's gonna pay out when you die. And secondly, you know, unless you got a rapture clause. I don't know what they're gonna do on that one. You know what I mean? What they're gonna do on that one you got all these people gone, you know, with all this life insurance. But anyway, that's a very secure investment right there. Trust in me, trusting in him. You know? Um, the Holy Spirit is this perspective that I truly do trust. The Holy Spirit starts talking to us, and we're like, you know what? Man, I never really looked at it like that before. I can literally trust in Christ, and that's all I need. He's talking to a bunch of ragtag guys that literally offered nothing. Nothing. Just like I offer nothing, the rest of us. We all fall into that. There's nothing that we offer. We have a God who has given us so much, and he says, you just trust in me, and I'll get you there. Remember when he told the disciples when they got in the boat, you know, and then they see the storm, and, and he's freaking out. Peter's like, you know what, you have a little faith. Come on, guys. You trust in me. These storms come along in our lives, and they will continue coming, and uh, so he's spending this face time with these guys. This is why I use this. We can We can relate to this. And yet that's exactly what Jesus did. That was the first FaceTime, you know, when he literally was face-to-face with these men and he was talking to them. He who has eyes see and he who has ears listen. That's pretty much communication right there. God's like, you know what? I want you to keep your eye on me and I want you to be listening to what I have to say. And he does that through the Holy Spirit. This is why... There's so much division these days because the God of this world is on a field day with this world. This is the same Satan that was an angel at one time, face to face with God. And he decided, you know what, I'm going to do this my way. I'm going to dig my own cistern. You know what, it's like it says, we're in Jeremiah you know, I don't want the nice crystal clear water that God has to offer. I'm going to dig a ditch, and I'm going to drink my own mud water. I'll do this my way, and I don't care. So what happens? He, gets, he leaves, he's out of heaven, and guess what? He drags a third of these angels with him. And you think thinking, this actually happened, and now they're demons. And voila, he was in you was greater than he was in the world. Thank God, and we have many in the world are listening. This is their cue, and we're like, and we're like, do you not see what we see? These false, this lies and deceptions, and they're like, we don't see squat. All we see is a pain, like you telling us all these things that we don't want to hear, and this is why you see this little, this division that's happened in this world. It's like this is crazy. We walk in the Holy Spirit. We have trust. We can trust in God. And then on top of that, let's read verse 2 here. And it says, In my Father's house are many mansions. And if it were not so, I would have told you, and I would go, and, and I go and prepare a place for you. And where I go, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. So he's going, that's where he's been, and he's prepping up this place for us. Jesus like, you know what? I'm not just talking smack here. I'm serious about it. This is the first reference to the rapture in the Bible right here. God's like, I'm going, and I'm going, to say, I'm, going to, I'm going to set things up for us, and I'm going to get you, and I'm going to take you with me. You're like, wow, you know? So we have, you know, this is a very bold statement. Jesus is laying out some stuff at the, um, when he's with these men. And he's throwing these things out there, and they were very confused about that. That's why many of us are very confused about, like, well, where are we going? Just like Philip. Remember, he's like, well, where are we going to go? First line, trust in me. When you get on an airliner, you start asking questions to that pilot. Like, look, man, you need to tell me about your hydraulic systems, and I want to know about your flight path, and what, what are we going to do elevation-wise here, you know? And, and what do we got? no. I don't think anybody here has done that before. You trust this guy, the two dudes, you know what I mean? Now, of course, they might be in there, you know, after you're up at, you know, you're locked in at 28,000, 30,000 feet. You know, if you could knock on the, 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 the door, you know, right there and open it up, they probably have low jazz music going and they're both sleeping, you know, they're on autopilot, you know? But, <laughs> you know. But you trust them that they're going to get you to where you want to go. Right here, we trust our Lord that he says that he's going to go and prepare a place for us and he's going to come back and he's going to get us to take us there. So that's a very, very bold statement. And, um, and also, all these statements that he's making, I you know, this is a dead end to all these cults and these isms and all these other ways. We see options these days as far as what's going on in your life. You know what I mean? You ask people, like, where are you going? Where are you going when you die? They're like, well, I don't know. And I was like, really? That's it? So you, you're going you're gonna to dog me on what I say about heaven and hell, and yet when I ask you where you're going, you have no idea. So, like, what are you going to do? You know, that's, a, that's what you call a darkness, and that's what you call loneliness, and this is what you call people that have no hope. And sadly, there's many people that fall into this, but you know what? We do have hope. And with the course of it, our Lord Jesus told them, to said, go and make disciples of all nations. And this is where we come in. And uh, so, um, you know, these options are, um, they're just, they're, 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 they're off the table. So in three, four, and where I go, Um, And the way you, this is how you know, is where he he says, our Lord talks to us like he talks to me and he talks to you. And we know through the Holy Spirit when he talks to us that 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 was, you ever have that question? Like, was that you, God? Or was that me? Are these my emotions? Or or is this just kind of like what I'm going through is kind of dictating what I'm thinking here? Our Lord has a beautiful way of cracking through with his Holy Spirit and guiding us in our life. He says, Thomas said, Lord, we do not know where you're going, and how can we know the way? Okay? He's like, and Philip, he's, um, you know, you get Philip, you get Thomas, these guys um, just doubting, and God knows that we're going to question him. He's gonna, We're his children. Remember how your children were? They didn't quite exactly know what was going on, but you gave them. And you said, remember, you you ever tell your kids that? Just trust me. This is going to work out okay. Just trust me. And and these family situations like we're in right now is, that's where these men were. They were young in their faith, and they were vulnerable to attacks. And Jesus says, you just trust me, because I'm going to go, and I'm going to set things up, and I'm going to take care of you. And Jesus said to him, I am the way. Now, here we go. Here's the money statement right here. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you was to put that statement up in Times Square right there, you would cause a lot of ruckus. There would be people that would be in counseling for months and months and months. There would be lawsuits. There would be probably accidents everywhere with people, oh, just collisions. You would cause so much chaos off of this right here. I am the way, and he's the truth. He's the life. He's the truth. How many people are seeking for the truth? And so much confusion, so much chaos. And, 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 and he, he's just, you know what? If you've known me, you would have known my father also. And from now on, you have known him and you have seen him. And here's your deity right here. And they're like, wow, this just gets better and better all the time. Walking with the Lord, it's amazing, isn't it? These are the men that God gave Jesus, like He says in the, in the, you know, and the, the Lord, thank you for these. No one has taken away for what you, has, has, that you have given me, and uh, you have been chosen. You gave you you gave your heart to Christ. God gave them to Jesus, just like in the garden. Jesus was praying for us. That's what he was doing. He's praying for all of us. And um, so I find it amazing just these simple pieces of Scripture are so powerful, and it's so known, and yet it causes so much division. Why is it that you're either the aroma of Christ to those that are walking with the Lord, or you're the stench of death? To those that are perishing, it's incredible, isn't it? You, there are people out there that hate you. You haven't said one word, not one word. It's just who you represent. You know, it's like your coach. you can't stand the team because you can't stand the coach. Just Jesus says, you know what? They don't hate you. They hate me. They're coming for me, and you're you just happen to be on the club. That's where we're at. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. No other gods. And there's only one way to find out. You either believe Him, or people are going to have to roll the dice and find out the hard way in the end. Like, man, hang on, I'm going to change my mind. No, there's no change in your mind, there's no shortcuts. You know, he's the only way to come to the Father. He's the only way that we have hope in our lives. And this is that FaceTime that he would do. This is what people have done. They've decided to go, instead of going to church after COVID, many people will do FaceTime or whatever it is through uh, the videos and all that. So for those that are online and all, I just pray that, uh, that you will understand that he is the only way no matter what options are available, and there's a lot of them out there aren't there? a lot of options, but the only option is Jesus and this is why we sit here right now amen it's time. Lord God, thank you for your word um, it, it gets you know it gets pretty interesting as we um, as we walk with you and, um, and as we um Lean on you in different times in our lives. Like, gosh, God, I just, um, you know, that you would just have your way committed with us. We would do that with you. Just, we would lean on you, lean on you, Father, and just be guided by you, Father. This world is throwing a lot of options out there. We only have one option, and that's you, Father. So thank you for touching our hearts and for guiding us the way that you have, and Lord, that we would continue leaning on you, God. By your Holy Spirit, just talk to us. We can hear your encouragement and, um, and also um, and, and your guidance. We need your guidance in our lives. And, Lord, I just lift up our church, Father. Just continue blessing our little church here. We love you, and we thank you for everything. And help Dan. He recuperates a little bit from their travels. Thanks for having Ryland back. we got to scream back. And, Lord, thank you so much. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.